Welcome to the Dad the Man podcast. If you want more influence with your kids, connection with your wife, and purpose in your life, then you are in the right place. We share conversations with the world's greatest, as well as lessons from the Bible and my own personal experiences. I'm Brendan Wall, and I'm your host. I am married with four kids. I am not the guy with all the answers, but I am in search of them. I want to personally thank you for being here. It's an honor to have you. All right, fellas, welcome back to the show. I want to first thank you so much for being here. Thank you for supporting what we are up to. It's an honor and a privilege to have you here. So what we have today is a full-length conversation with the one and only Rich Froning. This was such a fun conversation for me. Rich is a guy that I followed and looked up to for a long time time. We talked about some really great things like you know how to get your kids to do anything instantly using one of the oldest tricks in the book. We talked about the things that we struggle with as dudes, you know, like empathizing with our wives' emotions sometimes. And we also talked about taking vacations with kids, how it's really just an away game. And Rich shared a mindset shift that he has when taking trips with his kids so that he can be sure that his kids leave the trip with memories that will last a lifetime. We talked about a lot of other great things as well, and I cannot wait to share this with you. I'm about to tell you a little bit more about Rich for those of you who may not know him, but first I have an ask. If you are enjoying the show and you want to support what we are up to here at Dad the Man, the best way to do that is to subscribe to the show and leave us a rating and leave us a review on whatever platform that you're on. Those things are simple and easy, takes a minute or less, If you can do that for me, I'd really appreciate it. If you've already done it, awesome high five. Thank you. Seriously, I cannot thank you enough for the support. So, Rich Froning is considered by many, I think we could say by most, to be the greatest CrossFit athlete of all time. He won the CrossFit Games, earning him the title of fittest man on earth. So, number one overall at the Games in 2011, 2012, 2013, and 2014. And then he also led his team, CrossFit Mayhem, after 2014. He switched to the team competition, and he won first place finishes there in 2015, 2016, 2018, 2019, 2021, and 2022. So, as you can see, he's pretty much been a first place finisher at at the Games every year since it started, which is nuts. But Rich is known not only for his athletic achievements, but also for his faith. He has Galatians 6.14 tattooed on his side, which reads, As for me, may I never boast about anything except the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ. He holds that one near and dear to his heart. Rich is one of those guys with a gravitational pull. Whether you are talking to him or you're around him or you are following him on social media, he will inspire you and pull you to be a better version of of yourself. He's one of the few people that I follow and I like to have eyes on because there you feel that gravity. You feel him pulling you to be a better version of yourself. He's an incredible man, husband and father, and it was an honor to host him here on this show. So, here's my conversation with the Rich Froning. All right, fellas, uh, we are back today with a guy who you absolutely know, and I know you love him. I'm super excited to have the opportunity to uh, to welcome Rich Froning to the Dad the Man podcast. Welcome to the show, brother. Hey, man. Thanks for having me. Looking forward to it. 
Yeah, dude, super pumps. Like I was just telling you before, before we hit record, uh, you're one of those guys on the short list uh, that I that I had in mind when I started this show of of what I think Dad the Man really represents, and you know, bringing on guys that everybody knows and loves and looks up to and respects for what they do professionally, and then getting that peek behind the curtain into uh, into the personal life, into marriage, into fatherhood, and and everything in between. So super ex- excited to have you. Um, so I, what my favorite place to start is to go back. I'd love to get to um hear you just reflect on your childhood a little bit uh, give everybody a chance to get to know you get the context for for who you are um outside of crossfit so if you don't mind maybe take us back to your childhood tell yeah. us a little bit about what you were into how you were raised siblings the whole nine yards there yeah so i'm i'm one of two there's two of us um my sister's kayla she's about four four and a half years younger than me um we grew up in Tennessee. I was born in Michigan and then moved to Tennessee when I was about four and a half. So Tennessee's home for us. All my family, I'm one of 32 first cousins just on my mom's side. And then my dad has a couple, I have a, cousin, a couple cousins on my dad's side. Yeah. So there's a lot of us. And uh, uh, I think 25 of us are boys. And so, <laughs> you know, we, when I was four, we moved down here, but we, we still went to Michigan quite a bit. I'm still a, unfortunately, a Lions, Tigers, Red Wings fan. Uh, oh, my man. grandpa went to Notre Dame, so I'm a Notre Dame fan. So uh, big sports guy, you know, growing up as a kid, uh, playing baseball and stuff in the front yard by myself or with anybody that I could in the neighborhood when we lived in a neighborhood for a while. And then we moved kind of out in the middle of nowhere, um, but had some friends kind of within biking distance. And um, one of my best friends growing up that um, is now my partner on Throning Farms. We grew up together just, you know, being idiots out in the woods. and um you know my parents were very um not anti-video game but we weren't allowed inside if it was nice outside and if we were inside something was going to be found for us to do so uh, (laughs) a lot of a lot of going outside and and like I said getting into getting in the woods and or playing sports in the yard whatever that was and then um quite often my parents chores were first and we didn't have a working farm per se as a kid but we had um, projects, lots of projects that my parents, my parents liked the yard to look really nice and really clean. And, um, there were always things to be done. And anytime you think, all right, we're done. This is the last project they're ever going to have us do. Cause we don't really need to do anything else. Um, <laughs> something else was made up. So, um, my parents are two of the hardest working people you've ever met. And, you know, that's kind of laid the groundwork, I think for who I am and, and the way I, I'm, I am now is it's hard for me to sit still or, um, you know, really focus and, and nail down one thing at a time. So they're, like I said, they're the two, they're, they're, I always joke that they're both like sharks where they just have to keep moving, have to find something to do. <laughs> and so it's, uh, it's fun, but it's, it's, uh, it's a blessing and a curse, I guess you could say. So, um, yeah, grew up, uh, that was kind of my early childhood. Like I said, just being outside a lot, a lot of chores, just things like that. I, I always joke that anytime my friends came over, my parents were just like, Ooh, more people that can work and help with chores. So, um, there was a lot of that. And then, uh, friends had to love coming over to your sports. house. I know. Right. I'm like, we did get, you know, we had four wheelers and dirt bikes and those types of things. So there was a little bit of payoff, but Hey, you were going to work to get to that point, you know? So, yeah. uh, that, and I was, we were usually breaking a lot of things. So, um, <laughs> dad was paying for stuff and, and, you know, we had to somehow uh, pay him back for what we were breaking. So my dad o- always likes to say that I'm hard on shit. That's his, <laughs> his, uh, his thing. So um, it's not a lie. Yeah. <laughs> and so, uh, you know, I, I played baseball growing up, played a little bit of football, 
um, I think in like fourth or fifth grade, but baseball was kind of my, my specialty and really enjoyed baseball. So stuck with that, uh, played high school baseball all four years. Uh, my junior year, I played football and ended up tearing my labrum the second game. Um, I got to start, ended up dislocating my shoulder and, and tearing my labrum or subluxing my shoulder. Mm. And so uh, played a very limited schedule of football the rest of the season and then thought I could rehab my shoulder and it'd be fine. And then first scrimmage back um, of baseball, I ended up dislodged, subluxing my shoulder again and torn, tore the labrum. It was already torn, but uh, had a, a pretty uh, eventful junior year of, of balancing injury. I, I didn't miss a game, but um, I moved from short to second because it was an easier throw because almost every I'd say probably every eight to ten throws I'd end up subluxing my shoulder again so um, ended up having shoulder surgery between my junior and senior year played my senior year of baseball and then um, went to East Tennessee to play baseball at Walter State in a junior college while up there kind of you know uh, had a girlfriend back here and and just college baseball wasn't my thing so I ended up coming back here and uh, I actually worked as a firefighter in college and they paid my tuition and in that process I guess we're going deep now in that process found CrossFit because one of my professors in exercise science was the head strength and conditioning coach Chip Pugh at Tennessee Tech at the time and back then a lot of military police fire did CrossFit so he was like hey you need to need to check this out and as they say the rest is history the rest is history, man. That uh, that's that's a that's a great illustration. Thank you for giving us all that the context and to to where you come from and who you are. I'm imagining those. Uh, I'm just imagining like Thanksgiving at your your house or whatever with your family, like 25 boys. Oh, I, I'd have to imagine there was some serious competition. Oh, dude! In the summer, it was you know, <clears throat> as a kid, you think, oh, you know, we're doing these. All my family in Michigan has these big ponds that you can swim in no pools really in Michigan mostly ponds and so you know it was a race of who could run around the pond the fastest or who could ride their bike around the pond the fastest or who could swim across it the fastest and as a kid I thought you know hey they're like training us to be gladiators to see which one of us is the most <laughs> dominant cousin right and so that's what I had you know fabricated in my head my whole life Turns out now as a parent, uh, I figured out all they were trying to do is, is to wear us out and, um, you know, make us tired and, and less energetic. But at the time, I'm like, oh, yeah, they're just trying to figure out which one of us is the, the cousin. So um, I blame my competitiveness and my, you know, um, my intensity on that. So it really is the best all, trick I'm, in the I'm, book. And now I'm brainwashing my kids with it. So, you know, it, it turned out all right. So I figure, hey, let's do it. Dude, it's the best trick in the book. I got my six-year-old the other day with this. I got him, so he's like refuses to go to sleep. He's in like he's a notorious yep. like staller at bedtime, and he just wants to hang and yep. do everything but go to sleep. So I was like, "All right, buddy, I'm gonna go downstairs for a minute. I gotta grab something. I bet you can't fall asleep in the next two minutes before I get back." And I came back upstairs. Heck, he was, yeah. Dude was snoring. Got him. Got him uh yeah Got him. so you do this with your kids now i guess oh every every time i'm like hey will you go get me whatever and they're like no and i'm like all right hey i'll time you every time they're like okay i don't even pull my phone out or anything they're just like how long did it take and i'm like uh eight seconds they're like yeah they have no yeah. context they don't even know time nothing yeah. but you, you, you can you say throw anything. It in, like hey it's a time it really you could all they want is like some bar of relativity that they could try to beat next time exactly exactly 
That so, kind of yeah, stuff is so fun with me- kids. Messing up my kids, basically. Just doing the same thing that was done to me. Messing them up, you know, training them to be, you know, world-class athletes, one or, one or the other. Yeah, yeah, you never know. One or the other, you never know. Yeah, somewhere somewhere in between. Um, okay, so jumping back into your story. So we, you know, the rest is history um, with, with your CrossFit career. I don't think I don't think anybody's unaware of you know how decorated your career has been so far. I'll say I know you're officially out of the team competitions, but I, I I'd I'd be I'd be surprised if you didn't end up moving into masters at some point. I won't I won't I won't ask you to to address that, but um, <laughs> I'm uh, I, I'm curious where in the mix of the whole career where did you meet your wife? Where did she come into the picture? Uh, before, so I was I was a firefighter um, and really had all intentions of staying with the fire department and, you know, thinking, all right, you know, I'll get my degree that way I can promote faster within the fire department. You know, they put a pretty big emphasis on education and something. And what I'll do is just, you know, get my degree and I'll, um, I will come back to the fire department as soon as it's finished. Well, so my, it would have been my senior year of college. I was going to get my hair cut. It was a family friend of ours that would cut my hair. And Hillary, um, well, the same woman did her hair. And so I, um, I just happened to be getting off shift, like I said, and she was, um, she was coming in to get her hair done. And so while her, whatever they do, you know, she had stuff in her hair and all that stuff, I was getting mine cut and, uh, I added her on Facebook and, and here we are today. So, you know, we, we had known each other and known of each other, but we kind of went to the same school and she was a year or two younger than me. Um, like I said, we both had just gotten out of pretty long, extensive relationships, I think four and five years each. And so, uh, not really looking for any, looking for love, but, uh, found it there. And so, like I said, that was shoot 14 years ago now. Yeah, that's, so that's that was incredible. before I'd even started competing or doing anything that I think <clears throat> that was in like a January or December. And we just kind of, you know, would text back and forth and, um, we started hanging out, I guess, in like April or May. And then I think in June is actually when I got, went and got my level one. And she, she came with me to, to North Carolina and just kind of hung out the whole time while I was getting my level one. And, um, yeah, like I said, here we are today. So it's been 14 years, almost 15 years that we've been together and married almost 13. That's awesome. We, we were talking about sitting there. Married at the, almost 12. Sitting there at the hairdresser for a second. I thought you were about to say you had all the shit in your hair, too. I was about to be really thrown oh, off. Oh, yeah. No, no. <laughs> That was like, uh, this was past high school, you know, high school. That's maybe you, I, I think I had like frosted tips once or twice, but that was it. <laughs> Let that go after, you know, freshman year of high school. You're like, all right, never mind. It's probably, it probably good. That wasn't the day you met her the day with the frosted tips. Probably good. Yep. Yep. That would have probably been a deal breaker. So if how long not, were you guys, then, you know, that says a lot about her. <laughs> how long were you guys married before you brought kids into the, into the picture? We were, so we, we dated for a year, engaged for a year, and then we were married for, uh, three years before we got, we had Lakeland. So Lakeland, we, um, 2014, she was born July 7th, 2014. So we were together for five, four or five years before we ever had kids or, um, got to that point. We had a little bit of a struggle, um, fertility wise. And then, um, all, all three of our kids are adopted, but, um, Lakeland was our first. I'd love to hear you maybe tell some of the story of, of adopting, you know, your kids. That's, that's something that's near and dear to my heart. We actually just finalized an adopption of my two. Oh, my nice. two tar- yeah. Dude, we got, 
Thanks. Yeah, we've got twin newborns. They're well, now they're about four months old, but we oh, just finalized like two wow. weeks ago. One four boy, four. one girl. Dude, it's nuts. Yeah. <laughs> it's, Heck it's yeah. That's awesome. That's yeah. awesome. That's I'd love to hear some uh, some of your story. Yeah, man. So, you know, Lakeland, we we'd been we tried. There's no uh biological reason um why we've never been diagnosed either one of us with really anything went through a test tried a couple of different options we we went all the way up until IVF and um you know just it didn't happen man and so you know in our originally in our plan was we were going to have two two or three and maybe adopt one and uh it's funny how God works and God's like nah your plan's cool but mine's better and um so in that process uh actually the final year of my individual career um we we got matched with Lakeland uh, really about a month before the games and then we got her right at two weeks before the games and so um, we had Lakeland and then we had a couple uh, failed adopt I was in the room for Lakeland uh, cut the cord all that and then wow. we had a couple fall through adoptions you know we we wanted uh, more than one and um, we we'd get been matched a couple times and then you know had a couple fall through and then just watching Hill go through that process for me it's it's a little bit I'm a little bit more guarded I guess that you know until we have a baby or the baby's in my arms it's not ours and then seeing her go through that and, and kind of watch the, the anguish uh, of her you know um, that every failed one I was like you know what I'm done we're not doing this anymore I'm completely content with Lakeland and as wives are she's pretty persuasive and she's like you're gonna sign this last you're going to sign this and, and we're going to try for, for this baby. And so sure enough, I, I did what any good husband does and just completely comply with your wife. And <laughs> um, so we, we found out that we were one of 20 applicants. Uh, Trice was already born and uh, we were one of 20 applicants. And that was kind of about noon, one o'clock. And she kind of, this the mother had a kind of a criteria that she wanted and we didn't really quite fit it. We checked maybe one or two of the four or five boxes. Um, but then we were we were notified that night that we were one of five families left or four families left. I can't remember. It was at 10 o'clock and that um, the mother would let us know in the morning. And that night, about 1045, uh, we got a call from a lawyer and he said, hey, how soon can you get to uh, Jacksonville, Florida? And so uh, at 4 a.m. the next morning, we drove to Jacksonville, Florida and um, we had Trice. And so Trice was probably i think he was a couple, like eight or eight or ten days old something like that uh he was in the NICU because he was pretty small and so hill went down there we all we both went down there and i was down there for a day or two and then she ended up staying down, down there for almost two weeks uh to where he could get out i had to come home help take care of lake and then we competed at regionals i think maybe a, a week or two after that so uh kind of a whirlwind and then trice was 10 months old no real thoughts of of having um any more kids in any in the near future and then uh in that process uh, I, I remember sitting on the couch and you know like i said trice was 10 months old and and uh hill walks in and she still keeps in touch with the uh, lakeland's birth mom she said uh she walked in she said hey she had another baby and can't keep it um and asked if we would take her and i was like yeah i mean we have to and then in that whole process i'm like oh man I, you know, that was my initial gut reaction. And then <laughs> after that, I'm like, we have a 10 month old and a two and a half year old. Can we do this? And um, so we did it and we went to Tampa, got Violet. Violet was, I think, two or three days old. And then um, I came back again. Uh, it was right in the middle of kind of the open. And like I said, we had two kids at home. So I came home. She stayed down there for, I think, three or four days, maybe a week. And then um, came home with Violet. So now we're 
were three and I, I no plan, you know, like I said, God may change those plans, but um, every time I have a friend that has a kid um, and I talk to them and how miserable they are, I'm like, you know what? I'm completely content with three right now. So <laughs> ours are all in a good stage where they, you know, they wipe their own butt. Uh, they, for the most part, unless there's some sickness, they sleep through the night. Um, you know, we're getting to those, those ages where we can go do stuff. We have fun and uh, we don't have to change diapers, you know? So I still have to every once in a while do a, a poop check and make sure we don't have poop in our underwear, but other than that, we're good, you know? Yeah. I'm, uh, I'm sitting here just nodding along like, Oh yeah. I know, I know exactly yeah, I know. what you're talking about. <laughs> uh huh. Uh huh. You know, Hillary, though, I guess it's been, been about a month, month and a half ago. She's like, so are we, are we done? And I, I, I looked at her and I'm like, huh? It's like it's kids. <laughs> and I just hysterically started laughing and she took offense to that, but I'm just, you know, like I said, we're in such a good spot that, um, we, we can do stuff, you know, so they, but yeah. the kids do every once in a while, like, Hey, we want a brother or whatever. And I'm, you know, it's hard. So I, I, I say right now, no, but who knows, you know, my wife is pretty persuasive. Hey, if you're in a perfect spot, sounds like the perfect time to just blow it up a little bit. Right. I know. Right. Right. Just completely just throw it off the hinges. <laughs> Yeah. that's what it's felt like in uh in, in our world we, we got two older boys that are six and four and then adding the twins it's just like oh oh this is life's totally different it's not oh, even close yeah. to the same Dude, that's that's like i said i'm matt my best friend uh owns the farm with us just watching him and the life slip out of him for the last probably his bear his son is his almost oh, he's almost 18 months now so he's kind of out of it uh but yeah. still man those first probably nine months i'm such a i'm a horrible father the first nine months um i'm more of a glorified playmate you know like yeah, nurture yeah. is not in my design um at the age we're at now i'm like hey kids come on you know wherever i'm going as long as you know they're not going to hurt themselves and i don't have to like hover over them there you go like they go to the with me to the gym every day um i can take them any and everywhere and not really be intimidated but babies man they scare me i i just i'm not like hillary could literally for 23 hours and 45 minutes a day, she can hold a baby. She just needs to shower. Like, that's it. Like, I don't even think she needs to sleep. Like, she's an incredible just baby mom. Like, that's that's what she was put on this earth to do. And I just am the complete opposite. Like, from 10 o'clock till 6 a.m., I'm the worst father there is on the planet. I'm like, go to sleep. What are you doing? You know, like, I, just, I need my sleep. I'm just not a good not good with it and so uh i that's the one thing honestly the downfall of a baby i'm like i i can't imagine not getting sleep you know yeah it's uh it's 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 definitely been a challenge you know, I, I laughed when you said your your buddy matt you could see the life slip out of him for the last couple of months yeah it, it literally you just walk in and i'm like oh man you're gonna die you know yeah. like it's just like drained out of him he looks like hercules when yeah. Hades, you know, in the Disney version where he like steals his life, that's what it looks yeah. like. <laughs> I've definitely had some days like walking into the office at work and I, I could just see it in my, like the people on my team, they look at me and they're like, we're not going to bug him today. We're just going to let him yeah, go. We're yeah. just going to let him do his thing and stay out of his way. Um, the best is when people are like, you look tired. And you're basically, you're just saying, Hey, you look like crap, you know? Yeah. Yeah. My Nobody response to that is always tired, thanks. you know? Yeah. Thanks guys. Yeah, gee, really thanks. appreciate it. Appreciate that um man that's uh that's 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 really cool it's um it's a, it's a crazy journey going through going through an adoption and you know you talked a little bit about you know your your wife and watching her kind of go through the ups and downs of 
you know, like I, I did the same thing. So I almost started feeling a little emotional hearing you talk about it. Cause it's still real fresh. And we had like, our journey was about two years all in for, for our twins that we ended up bringing home and man, just like, you know, you see a case, you kind of fall in love with it a little bit and, and, uh, yeah. say, say yes and put yourself out there. And then it's a no. And it's, I was a little bit more like you for probably the first year I was pretty guarded with it. I would get excited, but I was like optimistic. And then like, yeah, it, then it really turned into like test of faith. Like, do I really trust yeah. what God has in store for our family? And how do you know, am I going to want to look back and say, I walked through this with a strong faith, or am I going to want to look back and say, I walked through it, you know, questioning it the whole time. And that was it, man, it's, it's a struggle. I, I have so much respect for you guys doing it three separate times. That's, that's unbelievable. Yeah, man, there's hitting and not to, you know, plug Hillary's book, but man, she did an incredible job just for women, but also for men. Like if I would have had her book to kind of, you know, get into the, the head of a woman, like, cause you know, as a man, I, I'm not, like I said, nurture is not in my design. It's not my, it's not my spiritual gift by any means. And so if I could have just seen kind of like what she was going through and see it from her perspective versus, Hey, you know, knock it off. You'd be like, my leadership style is, is, you know, I'm, I'm going to be there and, you know, I'm not going to ask anybody to do something that I wouldn't do, but I also don't really relate with emotion really well. And I, I did not, sorry, my kids, um, I did not do well, um, supporting her. Like I'll go, I'll say that. Like I did not do a good job supporting her cause I didn't know what she needed. That's just not who, you know, not how I was designed. So having that, reference from kind of a woman's perspective going through adoption is is uh would be very valuable to anybody that's going through it so she wrote a book called blessed by adoption and you know that's kind of her story but then you journal a little bit in it and it's it's an incredible tool for anybody going through that it's um like i said i i i always joke that i i don't understand emotion just from i don't know if that's the way i was raised or you know, obviously I understand a little bit of sport emotion, but I don't understand real life emotion. There's almost some type of disconnect at times where I'm like, Hey, knock it off, you know, or quit being a baby. And so I, I like I said, I did not do a good job, um, you know, supporting her in that time. And I, I wish I could have, I just don't, didn't know how to, you know, so, um, it's, that's a, an incredible tool for anybody that's out there looking for some help. Yeah, definitely. We will definitely put the link to that in, in the show notes so people can easily find it. And I think that's something that a lot of guys probably relate to really closely. You know, it's we tend to be a bit more objective, right? Just by our nature. Yeah. And it's it's a little bit more yeah. like, you know, it's 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 logical, it's less emotional, it's more objective. And the the reality of that is sometimes it's tough to be empathetic. It's it's tough to really understand um the journey that you know, from an emotional standpoint that our wives are going through it at, at any given point. And that's something, man, I, the thing I've got to remind myself of more than anything is, is really it's, it's that it's like, just because I don't have an emotional reaction to something doesn't mean right. that like my wife's reaction that is emotional, isn't legitimate. You know what I mean? Exactly. And yeah. It's tough. Yeah. No, I, I work on that every day. Yeah. It's, it's easier said than done. Uh, <laughs> it really I, is. I need, I need it like, post-it note on my computer screen every day just so I don't or on my like dashboard in my car so I don't forget it uh that's actually not right. a bad idea I might I might actually do that it's a pretty good call yeah actually <laughs> um man I, I want to hear you like I want to hear you talk about like who you are as a dad so I think we're starting to get a little bit of a flavor like and everybody has seen you compete like we know that like 
there is emotion in there. Like to your point, it, it, right, maybe it's right, not right, like right. the real world emotion, but man, like you're a fun person to watch compete. Uh, what do you like as a dad? Who is Rich Froning the dad? Uh, you know, like I said, my leadership style is, you know, I'm not going to ask anybody to do something that I'm not going to do. So I think that carries over into like being a parent, you know, I, I like to, you know, have the kids go with me any and everywhere, even if they are a nuisance to everyone around them. Um, I would rather them, you know, be messing everything up and I'm there, you know, I, we, like I said, we, first thing we do is y'all get up. I usually take Lake to school, um, in the morning and the little two, most mornings, I'd say, you know, nine, nine, ten times out of 10, they want to go to the gym with me. Um, so I'll walk in, have coffee, and they're just kind of running around, you know, I'm, I'm there if they want me, if they don't want me, then, you know, they're just kind of doing their thing, either running in the back, we got a bunch of really cool employees that, you know, kind of take them under their wing, almost like aunts and uncles, and just kind of hang out, and they'll be running in and out of the gym, making forts, if they've got friends there, you know, I'm more of like, uh, in that time, you know, when I'm, I'm training or doing whatever, they're there. And if, if they need something from me, they know that, Hey, I can go talk to dad or whatever, or whatever I need. Um, but they're pretty, you know, they're kids they are just running around and, and doing their thing. And then, you know, middle of the day is kind of when either if I've got other work to do, you know, they're usually there too, but, um, you know, if I don't have anything going on, we'll either go to the park, we'll get some lunch. Um, like right now they're out in the front room playing a little bit and I may go sit down and, you know, if they want to play, we'll play. If not, then we'll just kind of hang out and then, um, we do an afternoon session, either they're at the gym with me then too, or, uh, at the barn, they're just breaking things right now. It's with that loud <laughs> noises they keep doing. They're hard um, on shit too, huh? And, no, dude, they're so hard on everything. Trice could, <laughs> could take down a tank with a rubber hammer. I'm nine, 99% <laughs> sure. And so, uh, then in the evenings we just kind of dinner, uh, either, you know, hang out, watch a movie, homework with Lake. And then in the evenings, we always kind of pile in bed and watch a movie and, and until everybody kind of goes to sleep. And, and we, uh, we had, so the little two or Trice was up in his own room for a long time. And then we had that tornado scare. We have our main room is downstairs, our bedroom. And then upstairs is Trice's room. And I know people are going to freak out when they hear this, but everybody kind of sleeps in the same room right now. <laughs> um, we had a tornado come through about two or three years ago. And now Hillary's just petrified of, of, you know, it, it, it messed me up a little bit for a while too, going out there and just seeing the destruction and, and hearing the stories of families and stuff like that. So uh, we like to keep everybody close. And uh, yeah. so, you know, we'll kind of pile in and, and watch a movie, hang out until everybody falls asleep and then start it all over every day. But yeah, we're trying, we're getting to that age, like I said, where um, we can go and do things. So we've been, you know, trying to like get out and like, if we go on a trip, try to, you know, make some memories and do some, um excursion type things we did a an out west uh rv trip that was a disaster but awesome um you know if i'm going to do something speak at something we usually take them and try to double up on hey making an experience we got to take them to italy this year which was a disaster um but they talk about it all the time you know so me and hill kind of getting this <clears throat> you know we're talking and we're like you know what eventually they're not going to want to hang out with us mm -hmm. um and two it's really about, you know, the memories that we get with them and the memories that they are formulating right now. It's not about the experience that we have, you know, like we will remember Italy as it was a disaster. Rome is not for kids. Like there's nothing, um, nothing for kids. Like they don't care about giant ruins. They want to go hang at the pool or do whatever. But if they remember, Hey, I saw that, you know, the Coliseum or whatever, and, and they can down the road, 
still have some pretty cool memories. Like we went to Sardinia and it was great. It's beautiful. But you know, we were at the pool 99% of the time because that's what the kids wanted to do. And, you know, we got up and got to see the coast and got to go out on boats and do all that. And they had a blast, but you're just, and I'm looking at a picture right now in the, in the office and I'm like, you know, hopefully they remember that. But if you, we, we really have the last couple of years kind of gotten the mindset of, Hey, it's not going to be fun for us, but if they have, you know, have some fun and some fun memories of, Hey, mom and dad took us to do this and we got to do these things as a kid. Um, then it's a win, I think. Yeah, man. Disaster, but awesome is the most relatable oh, like, yeah. three words I've ever heard in my entire life. <laughs> if you have one positive emotion yeah. about the trip, then it's a win. You know, if you have yeah. one thing that you're like, Oh yeah, that was fun. I remember that everything else was a disaster. Like we've gotten yeah. into like, I mean, the, I mean, the kids go to Monster Jam. They freaking love that, you know, but the nice. process of getting there and leaving there and, you know, fighting with them about only getting either a toy or a shirt or whatever it is, is just, or if they, you know, get a big bot, I got a big bucket of popcorn this last time. And of course, Tri steps in it as soon as we get it back and it just goes everywhere. So it's just like those things they'll probably forget. Those are the things I remember. Yeah. Um, but you know, one day all that'll fade and it'll be like, Hey, remember that time or all the times we went to monster jam or like, you know, the red wings are coming. I'm a, like I said, Detroit fan. I want to take them to a Preds game or go to a Tigers game or a Lions game or, you know, just do things. And, and, you know, I, when I was a kid, uh, our kind of family vacations were, we never once really went to the beach. We went, uh, we would go back to visit Michigan mm-hmm. three, four times a year. Um, we would go to, uh, we'd, we'd go on four wheeler camping trips. So we'd take four wheelers, go camp up to like big South Fork or, you know, whatever forest was close. And then, uh, NASCAR races. And oh, so nice. I grew up big, big NASCAR fan. So, you know, that's something that I've, I've done with the kids and they love that too. So it's, it's just memories. Those are the trips I remember as a kid and, and, you know, want them to have the same type of, you know, but maybe try a little bit more and different things, I guess. Yeah. Different I, experiences. Man, I- I think it's so important, like what you have just really outlined. And it's like a recalibration of expectations of what a trip really looks like when you have kids. Yep. Like if your expectation yep. is that when you like, you're going to be sitting under the cabana at the beach club with a margarita while your kids entertain themselves <laughs> for two hours, like Not you're going to, you're going to be Not sorely disappointed. Yeah. It just doesn't go that way. I had somebody, somebody described it you're not you don't go on vacation anymore if your kids are with you there's no vacation you know you obviously yeah. can do it if you're doing like a couple trip or something with your wife and not absolutely we call it it's just relocation because you're just <laughs> relocating all the crap that you do at home but somewhere yeah. else yeah. it's the best way i've heard it described it's just relocation yes it's just it's an away game for an extended period of time yeah. you just gotta take <laughs> really all is. the shit yep. away <laughs> yeah we're taking exactly an away game that's that's definitely that's a good way to put it as well sports sports context it's just an away game yes same process same thing just (laughs) somewhere else same diapers got to get changed same bottles got to get heated up cleaned up (laughs) exactly it's usually uh, a little harder because it's in a hotel sink oh my god yes we're going to we're going to the beach in a couple months and the trip is I, i what like two three months out at this point and we're already gearing up like are we going to have be able to take all the stuff we're going to need for twin babies our four-year-old our oh, six-year-old and then like, dude it's it's i mean it's a, you know what it is it's just double everything that you've already done double like, yeah it's, yeah, so, it's simple so we, were, we didn't we didn't have twins per se but we did i mean ours are 10 months apart so basically we were just in the same stage 
for an extended period of time versus like with twins, like Trice was still diapers, still needed the same stuff as Violet needed 10 months. And so we were just in that period for an extended period of time. And you guys don't use those Dr. Brown's bottles, do you? We changed away from them. The I, couldn't take a, I couldn't take Thank, them anymore. Yeah, I can't do it anymore. I, I, yeah. Like that was the hardest part for us is you got those four pieces on that bottle and supposedly they're better and they weren't any better. And with Violet, you know, now she's our easiest baby. But when she was little, she cried for 18 hours a day, like oh. 18 hours a day. She just she had colic really bad. Yeah. And uh, I remember coming home and like trying to give Hillary a break and Hillary would, you know, go take a shower or a bath and I'd try to console Violet and she just wouldn't. So that's when subtitles, you know, anybody who's a parent realizes like you can tell a parent if they watch a movie with subtitles <clears throat> and uh, I would just watch whatever sport or whatever. I'd turn it on and she would just cry here on my chest and Hillary would get so mad. She's like, you're not even trying. I'm like, I, I've tried everything, you know, I've changed her. Like luckily by your third kid, your nerves are steel. And yeah. you can't really, you know, like nothing phases you at that point. But, you know, my, with Lakeland, there were times where I'm like, I, I can understand where somebody emotionally stable, unstable could like shake a baby. Like I would just set her down and be like, all right, calm down. She like, she doesn't know what she needs. I don't know what she needs. You know, like well, I remember the first time Hillary left me with her by myself and I'm like, all right, I'm going through the checklist. Like she's dry. She's fed. <laughs> she's burped now what and then yeah. finally figured out she loved she loved to be swaddled and i'm like to me that's terrifying because i can't stand my arms being like by my side and not being able to move but yeah. that's what she liked and finally you figure that out and you're just like oh finally you know but you're just <laughs> like what do i do this is the first time i'm with a kid like feels so long ago now i'm like ah, i'd be fine but at the time i was just like what do i do you know it's a helpless feeling when you've gone through that like three, four, five item checklist and it doesn't checklist. work and you're like, yeah. I don't know. Nothing's working. I, what do I do? Uh, what do I do? You know, I yeah. feel so bad now for people on planes, you know, it, when you're younger, you don't really understand, but now you're just, you just feel like bad for them and they're like, so sorry. And you're like, honestly, really, man, it, it's, I get it. You know, like don't yeah. feel bad on my end. So. I just want to give those people a hug. I'm like, bro, like, I'm, yeah, one, I know. One, like, I'm glad uh, it's not I me today, but <laughs> I can't yeah. help you. <laughs> yeah, I yeah, can't help you. Not you're on your own today, bud, but yeah, feel for you. Uh man, I would argue yeah. that what you guys did with like spreading it out like that is is probably harder than twins. Like having the extended yeah, period like two babies 10, 10 months apart. Yeah, like I said, it was it was luckily, you know, we didn't have it for with Trice eventually grew out, but it was still they're still so close in the age that they're they're in the same kind of phase all the time, you know, cause Violet's a little bit probably more mature for her age and Trice is a boy. So he's not mature whatsoever. <laughs> so, you know, she's kind of the little helper and Trice is just destroying things. And so it's, uh, it's fun. They're, they're so close, which is really cool. And uh, I think that, you know, they'll be able to, to have that forever. Like Trice will probably, we're going to start him school this upcoming year and Violet will start at the same time. So, um, you know, she, like I said, she's ready. He's still probably questionable <laughs> if he's ready, but he's going to go. And so it's a, uh, they'll have that forever there. It'll be special. And um, really those two get along really well. And then Violet and Lakeland get along really well. But as soon as you add Lakeland and Trice into the mix, it's just, they're just throwing blows at all times. Like those two just, and like, it starts out as playful wrestling. And then next thing yeah. you know, Trice is using his head as a battering ram. And <laughs> it just turns, turns bad real quick. Yeah, like it's playful until only one they realize only one of them can win and they're going to find out. Yep. And then Hillary grew up with sisters, so she doesn't understand wrestling and 
then I usually get in trouble because I'm not breaking it up. And then <laughs> somebody ends up crying and I'm like, Oh, they're fine. And you know, you know how it goes. It's the same. I'm guaranteed. It's probably the same at your house, but you know, I grew up as wrestling and fighting and that's, that's what you did. You know, like, even though I had a sister, I had those cousins that we were in it. And so, you know, I'm like, ah, let them figure it out. You know, they got to figure it out themselves. And I'm like, my, my rule is, Hey, no swinging and no kicking. But of course that goes out the out the window real quick i'm like if you're gonna wrestle just wrestle but don't don't throw blows but yeah that's usually usually doesn't work yeah i've, I've been guilty of let it, letting a few go too long and definitely guilty of yeah. r- like ramping up the energy at the wrong time of the day yep. too. Oh, yeah. very much yep. come home yep. from work like everyone's nice and peaceful it's quiet and then all of a sudden it's like you know somebody dropped dynamite in the room hey, and everybody's off. just going nuts hey uh yeah, Hillary's like, I'm like, right before bed, I'm, she, they're going batshit. And I'm like, oh, they're fine. They're just running off some energy. And then 45 <laughs> minutes later, they're still fired up. And I'm like, all right, yep, that was my bad. You're right. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I, and I know, don't learn either, you know? I, I don't was, learn. I'm like, no, no, watch, watch. No. I was going to say, I haven't learned quickly on that. I haven't learned at all, no. r- really, to be no. honest. And every time, like, this is the time we're going to go, like, we're going to get this in. And then we're just going to turn it off and they'll go right to sleep. And then normally yeah, when you yeah, try to make work. that transition from like hell on wheels to let's go to bed, it's a meltdown. And then it's like, ah, yep. It's a meltdown yep. every time. And you, and you can't give them any type of sweet after seven o'clock. I've learned that. I'm like, oh yeah, we'll get some ice cream. You'll be fine. Sure enough. <laughs> 30 minutes later, they're literally spinning around in circles and going crazy. And Hillary's like, you said they'd be fine. Yeah. I messed that up. My bad. <laughs> It's usually just Trice. The little the girls are usually pretty, pretty chill. But Trice is he's a specimen. Yeah, it's got to be fun having having son and daughter. Like having both elements. We've uh, like I said, I've got two older boys, and um, now the twins. We got one boy, one girl. So I'm I'm really excited to have a have a daughter as well and get to experience. Oh yeah, that. Like, like it, man. Dude, how how different is it? Like as they start getting older. <clears throat> There's nothing like a daddy's girl, to be honest. I mean. Trice is definitely he'll like all they all go in phases, you know, where like dad's more important or mom's more important. And usually, you know, it's they, they cycle to where it's usually one is opposite and, you know, back and forth. But man, there's nothing like those little girls that, you know, need their dad and like it's 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 just different. Both of them, you know, I I'd be lying if I said I didn't love that Trice, you know, at times a lot of the time he's a daddy's boy, but um girls are just different. They're fun, you know, I just it's they're just loving like i don't know it's it's hard to put into words too because trice is super you know he's a big lover too but um yeah there's nothing like a daddy's girl that's for sure you know me and my oldest are super close and and like well me and violet are too it's hard to to pin it down you know like but i guess lakeland's a little older now so she you know leans on me a little bit more on you know just things to think about and like conversations and she's turning into a it's so weird at eight, you know, she's not an adult, but she's definitely starting to process some things and think of things, you know, just different and ask some questions. And, you know, I just hope and pray that she stays, uh, you know, comfortable enough to ask me those things. And, and then I do um, right by her and, and, and make sure that she knows that she can always come talk to me. And, you know, I'm sure I'll learn a lot. That's the hard part is you learn so much from kid to kid that I'm like, dang, you almost did her disservice her being the oldest but you you had to learn and cut your teeth there you know so it's uh it's fun man it's they're all different and they're all a lot alike but it's uh it's just something that you're always learning about you're like man i screwed that up how can i fix that next time or you know i always 
<clears throat> I always talk about like I have you know my kind of three things that I look at each night and try to have an objective opinion on faith family fitness and so how did I do in my faith today did I get in the word um, did I live out you know um, what I what I say or what I read and then my family the same way like what did I do good did I do good you know like those just be objective about it obviously my fitness you know did I work out do whatever and then when you have a good day uh, have a short memory because tomorrow's a new day and when you have a bad day have a short memory and you got to do better tomorrow so it's a uh, it's something that I try to like I said be objective about every night and and kind of grade myself man that's uh I love that system I love like having having a value system that you can lean on to um I think just take the emotion out of your own like evaluation of how you're doing and you know, just yeah, like you said, just being objective. Like, yo, how how'd this go based on what I say is the most important? Like, that's that's I think right. that's so strong. Yeah, I mean, like I said, I've had you know what I would call good days, and and then I've had some really bad days, and and you've got to have, like I said, a short memory is is key to it because you know you don't want to get too stuck on oh I did good today, you know I don't have to do good tomorrow, or oh man I did really bad today, how you know, and don't dwell on that. So. Yeah. Um, you know, I'd be lying to say every day was a good day and, and, um, you know, try to just do better. Cause even, even a good day is not going to carry you tomorrow either. So it's right. tough, man. It's, uh, being a, being a parent is one of the most rewarding things on the planet. And it's also the hardest and then throwing in also being a husband. And then also, you know, cause the hard part too, is you balancing business and and how do I take care of my family and how do I set them up for the future and and you know by the end of the day there's just nothing left to give emotionally or physically and so it's tough you know like how do I what's what's necessary um to to provide you know because that's I think as men that's what we want to do and that's our in our first nature is to provide and protect and you know you you can't forget that emotional side of it that everybody needs but when you don't have anything left it's like man you know what, where, where can I find it? And so, man, it's tough. It's, it's, it's a hard part. You know, it's, it's a good part of life that we're in and it's, you know, it's ever changing, but it, I'd be lying to say it, you know, this season of life for me is, is very, very tough. You know, like I said, I want to make the most, these kids are young and eventually they're not going to want to hang out. And then, you know, I, I have a wife as well that I've, I've, you know, at times I don't have, you know, I'm emotionally spent or physically spent that I, I'm just not present and it's, it's tough and I, you know, feel bad. And then you're like, all right, but at what point, you know, it's just a, it's a balancing act at all, at all times. And it's, it's exhausting, but uh, it's awesome at the same time. It's a fun challenge. And, and like I said, I wouldn't trade it for the world, but it, it's tough. Well, I'm glad it's not just me. Cause man, everything, <laughs> everything you just yeah. said, I'm, I'm a dude, I'm just nodding my head. Like, yup, yup, yup. I know, man. It's, it's, it's so tough, you know, we'll sit there and, and, you know, I'm like, it's just, there's just so many things that I, I wish I, you know, people are like, you know, if you could have one thing, I'm like either more energy or more time, you know, like that's the hard part is, is if I had another couple hours in the day, it would probably make me even more exhausted, but I feel like I'd have more time to either get stuff to, like, I just, I'm just, by the end of the day, I'm like, dang, where'd the day go? And, and I've got nothing left and I'm exhausted and, and, you know, just trying to hang on. So, but I wouldn't trade for anything, you know. I I I love love where we're at, and and like I said, one day I'm gonna look back and go, dang, you know, I I missed that season of life. So, but you know, every season we that we come into, I've enjoyed. So, uh, we got it pretty good, that's for sure. 
Yeah. The the way I've, I've framed this, this is like, this topic is something that I think about a lot and the way that I've framed it in my head recently has been, you know, just the old saying, like good things don't come easy. So I just think yep. about like the harder something is like the harder these like balancing everything in life is, it's just the price you have to pay for more of the goodness that's coming along with it. Yeah. And it's just like yeah, having to sure. grow your, your tolerance for that tension to be able to, to handle it all. Uh, but man, it's no easy game. Yeah. I mean, as they say, no, no one's written a book on it yet. So, um, no, no. <laughs> and yeah, I mean, I don't think we'll ever figure it out, you know, and I think it's different for everybody and, and you kind of got to figure out how that works, um, for you and your situation. You know, it's, it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's a balancing act every day. What is the, uh, I, I, like, what's the hardest thing for you to balance in all of it? Like, I'm just thinking everything that you guys have going on. I mean, like you, like you just rattled through a bunch of the things and then all like you're, I mean, not to mention competing at like a professional level as an athlete running the businesses, everything you guys have going on at mayhem, then the family and your marriage. And it's like the farm, it's just so much going on. Like, I, I, I feel like I've got a lot going on and I've got about 10% of that going on. Like, I don't know how the heck you, you get all that. Luck, in day. Luckily I have a really good team around me and, you know, a bunch of people that um, support everything that we do. Um, and like I said, I think, you know, the hardest part, you know, with me, for the kids, the kids go with me a lot of places. So I feel like I'm always there. I guess the, you know, like what I wish I had more time for was for Hill and what she needs. And you know, I think she's understanding and, and she's at a point in her life too, where, you know, it's, it's hard. And, we're, you know, just trying to make more time for her and, and, and hang out with her more is, is what I wish I could do. And, and we're going to have our time. I feel, you know, like we kind of at night when we're both exhausted and talking, we're like, you know, eventually these kids are going to be gone and they're not going to really care about us. So, um, we'll have our time, but man, it's, it's hard. You know, I wish I, that's the extra two hours I wish I could have, you know, at night when they go to sleep. So, cause, but at times, you know, they're going to sleep as like last night, I, we started watching toy story and at eight o'clock I was gone, you know, where we, <laughs> I went to New Jersey, uh, yeah. to watch help with Roman for the open announcement and all that type of stuff. And so I got back yeah. Friday at, uh, two 15 and, and in the morning. And then, uh, Saturday we had father daughter dance. And so we got home, you know, 10, 11 o'clock. And then yesterday, Trice had a friend sleep over and you know how boys are there at six o'clock, they're wide awake and obnoxious. So <laughs> last night we're laying in bed watching Toy Story and I felt I'd never fall asleep with the TV on and I passed out at eight o'clock. And so, you know, you're just like, man, I wish I had more time, but yeah, some days you just don't, you know, <laughs> it's just not there. <laughs> yeah. It, do you guys ever have that moment? Like you and your wife, were you just sitting there at the end of the day and like the dust is kind of settled and it's like, all right, I think all the kids are asleep. It's kind of quiet. And you just look at each other and just like want to give each other a high five. Like, I love you so much, but I just got to go to bed. Yeah. <laughs> I'm spent. I can't do it. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, I'm like, that's all I got. You know, it's, it's, and then next thing you know, a kid's awake. And so you're just like, God dang it. You know, so yeah. it's, uh, like I said, I would not change it for anything in the world, but it's, uh, I'd be lying if I didn't say it was, it's tough, you know? Yeah. Um, man, that's, it, it's really cool to hear you reflect on some of this stuff. And I think that's super helpful for a lot of guys. You know, I, I was just thinking back again, something you said before, just, I, I, I'm somebody who 
I kind of beat myself up when I make mistakes. And I was thinking about what you're saying, you know, having a short memory when, when you do poorly, like it's easy to, I think it's easier yeah. to have a short memory when things go well, but having a short memory when things go poorly and just, you know, dust yourself off, get on to the next one. And just understanding that this whole thing is hard. Like it's not supposed to be easy. Like, bro, it's, it's the hardest thing probably that we'll ever it's do, hard. But, but just recognizing how much goodness For is sure. in it. Like, dude, I just appreciate you so much for being yeah. honest about yeah. it. Yeah. And I wouldn't, I mean, I'd be lying to say that if I didn't dwell on the days when I have a bad day, you know, I'm like, dang, you know, I, I screwed up today. I, I could have been better here, been better there. And it's, you know, it's something that, you know, some days I do hang on to it probably a little bit more than I should. And other days I, I don't. So it's, uh, yeah, it's a battle. I mean, everything, everything we go to go through is a battle, but the, you know, like you were saying earlier, nothing, nothing that's easy is memorable really you know and that's kind of our mentality with with froning farms where the end of the storm thing came from is like hey you know challenges are hard and and let's face them head on versus trying to run away from them and so you know being a dad's hard but man it's fun and it's going to be rewarding and and it's uh it's you know probably the thing i'll remember the most hopefully yeah man i, I got two last questions for you and then i'm going to kick you out of here on time i think we're we're tracking we're tracking cool. on time um, I ask these questions pretty much cool. everybody that comes on. So I'll run through them and then uh, we'll get you out of here. So right. first, first question, only caveat to this is the answer cannot be your family. Um, so besides your family, oh, yeah, yeah right. no, no, no layups here. Uh, besides your family, what are you the most proud of in your life so far? Oh man. Um, dude, I, I really enjoyed my time being a firefighter, to be honest. Um, that's something that I, you know, obviously everybody sees the public um, things that I've done and my faith is a huge part of what I do as I do, why I do what I do. And, um, you know, my whole tattoo is may I never boast in anything except for the cross of the Lord Jesus Christ, which has been crucified to me and I of the world. So I almost feel like faith is, is another thing that I shouldn't, you know, be proud of. So um, I'll go with, I'll go with being a firefighter, man. I, I did that for four years and, and there's been numerous times where I thought, uh, that's where God or, or where life was going to lead me back to. And, and I just never made it back, but um, still have a bunch of really good friendships and a bunch of guys that I uh, talk to and, and um, really look up to, or, or are still good friends with their firefighters. Very cool. Okay. Last question. This has to do with the word legacy. You know, we, it's a word we hear a lot about, we think about, you know, people talk about it with wealth or, you know, names on buildings, like that kind of stuff gets tied to it a lot. Uh, when I think about the word legacy, I think about, um, I think about two really groups of people. I think about the people that mean the most to me in life. And then the people that God willing, I will get to leave behind on earth. Uh, but in those two buckets fall my kids. So I think about my kids when I think about legacy and mm -hmm. I think about the moments, the memories, yep. the lessons, all the little things that, you know, they'll get to experience with me and hopefully will help calibrate their life as, as they move on, uh, without me. So through that lens, if I, t uh, toss it to you and say, you know, Rich, what do you want your legacy to be with, with your three kiddos? How would you answer that question? Man, I, I faith and, and hard work. Those are the two things that, um, you know, I think carried me through as a kid. I had really good faith role models. My parents weren't very vocal about their faith. I knew where their faith stood. Um, I did have, you know, my grandmas and my grandfathers were both very, I think they were just a little bit older and, you know, knew the importance of faith at that point. My mom and like I said, dad were very faithful and, and made me go to church and those types of things. We never had like kind of the hard conversations per se, but um, faith I knew was a big part of, of who they were. Um, I'm also a little bit more 
vocal about it and like able to talk to the kids a little bit more about it. Um, and then, like I said, hard work, you know, those are the two, those are, that's one of the main things that I got from my parents, I think, or just that it, Hey, hard work is, is what gets us, um, makes things happen, you know, not necessarily that it's always going to, um, pay off, but that it'll at least get you in the conversation or at least give you a chance for sure. Rich, thank you so Nothing much for making the easy. time. Thank you so much for making the time for us today, man. This yeah, is, man. like I said, Appreciate this is a treat. Me, brother. Yeah, this is a blessing. Uh, where's the best place for people to find you, follow you, learn more about you? Uh, our our YouTube channel, CrossFit Mayhem, and then uh, Instagram, at uh, Rich Froning. Every once in a while, I'll throw out a tweet if I'm watching a sports sporting event or something. So, at Rich Froning there, too. Awesome. We will uh, we'll link it all up. Man, thanks again so much for coming on. Uh, can't wait to get this one out. Uh, awesome. We'll stay in touch, brother. Awesome, bro. Appreciate it, man. If you haven't done so already, please do me a huge favor and subscribe to the show on whatever platform that you are listening on today. We have some amazing conversations coming down the pipeline over the next couple of weeks, and I don't want you to miss out. So subscribe to the show and you won't miss them. Thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you for supporting what we're up here. Go be a better man, better husband, and better father today. And until next time, remember to love and lead from the front. See you.